Welcome to the Bifocal Podcast with John White and Jason Himmelstein, where we talk about business intelligence and the Microsoft stack with news, interviews, and expert opinions from around the space. This episode 56, recorded on July 12th, 2018, where John and Jason talk about the Microsoft Research Open Data Project, developer and gateway news, Power BI Desktop versus Service, and MVP renewals. Good morning, John. Good morning, Jason. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. Uh, you know, I've uh, been on vacation until Tuesday. You have. And and I was gone for 10 days. Yeah. I ignored the technology world. Uh, I was with my family. Well, that's not true. I had to go visit a customer on Monday while I was on vacation. But for the most part, I got to ignore the world. Eh, close enough. And it's been three days. I think I'm starting to get unburied out from under my email. Mm. But my computer's working just fine, unlike <laughs> other people's. So, you know. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes. This is, for, this is, for the benefit of everyone on the call, we started recording this episode, and I got a, well, now a green screen, because apparently I'm on the Insider program in the slow ring, but whatever. <laughs> I, I'm going to leave that one alone. Uh, uh, you're, you're, you're being on the slow ring there, John. Uh, well, uh, but, I, had, I rode the short bus when I was a kid, too, you know. So. Hey, <laughs> you know, there's no shame in that you do live in Canada, and I, I, I know that their buses aren't as big as the Americans. Yeah, so. well, yeah, but they're better. Right? <laughs> Fewer crazy drivers, maybe, but that's the here or there. One of the emails that I got while I was out, though, John, was uh, on July 1st. Yes. Uh, and I got renewed for my fifth MVP award. I was very honored. I'm actually a five and a half year MVP because my MVP yep. renewal used to be January. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And uh, I will say it doesn't feel any less awesome being in July than it was in January, except for the hangover, yeah. <laughs> because I used to get a little uh, tipsy on New Year's Eve yes. and then wake up because that way I'd sleep through getting the email and then I'd wake up and I wouldn't have to sit there hitting refresh. Yeah, well, for, for us, July 1st is Canada Day, so it's one holiday versus another. So take your exactly. pick. Yeah, so, exactly. So, you know, but for us, July 1st is just July 1st. Well, it was Sunday. Yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> but you have you, you you have some big news that came out of this MVP renewal, my friend. Oh, it was nice. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It was. Uh, I was. I was, I was pretty happy. I got. Uh, I got a double MVP now. So I got. Uh, uh, in addition to being renewed for SharePoint, which is always a wonderful honor, I uh, I got one for Power BI as well, or Data Platform specifically, but in in the Power BI area. So yeah, pretty happy about that. I, I already started updating my slides. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. Uh, you know, for for those who are, are wondering, yes, there is definitely a joke to be made there. Yes, I have made that joke off the air. No, I am not going to make that joke on the air about how doubling is done here. So size, size gonna... is not important, Ben. Size is not important. <laughs> well, you know, maybe someday I will be worthy enough to uh, to be a, a, a double MVP like you, my friend. But it's a great honor for you. It I'm, is. I'm so, I am so proud to be your, your partner in crime on this stuff Thanks, and man. that you, uh, I will take full credit for all of the, the things I don't do uh, to help you. <laughs> But uh, you know, with that man, uh, there there's been uh, it's kind of been a light news time, man. We had end of end of Microsoft fiscal yeah. year, start of their new fiscal year, Fourth of July, Oh Canada Day, and it's just whole, just Canada Day. Oh, oh Canada no, is the anthem. I'm I'm I always call it Oh Canada Day <laughs> because it's just awesome. That's just for um, our Irish our, our Irish immigrant friends. You know, there you go. That's the Oh Canada uh, Day. <laughs> And you know we have this looming uh, business application summit yeah. that's happening at the end of this month. So 
news has been a little bit light yeah. in the Power BI space. Uh, we know for a fact that they are being hoarders yes. and hoarding announcements. There are going to be so many announcements at the end of this month. You know, the our, our, August, mm -hmm. our first August show is going to be just chock full of news. You are going to yep. the business applications. I'm, I am not because I will have just come off of a big, massive set of travel. Yeah, you're going, you're going to Inspire next week. So, uh, yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, I go to Inspire and Ready. And then mm -hmm. I can talk about this because this is not on social media. I'm uh, an expectant uncle. Oh, is that right? And uh, my new niece should be joining us that same week. So I'm choosing her to go see her in New York over going to the Business Application Summit. But you'll be there. You'll be getting all sorts of great interviews. We've already got some lined up. Yep. So we'll be dropping interviews left, right, and center following on to this. Hopefully. Uh, we've been teasing an interview that we did back in March. I know. And I and I assume that, that the announcements that are in there are gonna gonna come out then. So hopefully we get to we get to get that out there because it's a good one. It is. There's some really great data stuff in there, and hopefully you'll be able to get a refresh on it as well yep. to add to it because uh, that was a great interview that we still are holding on to. It is still highly relevant, but they have to drop the stuff. They do. First, so. <laughs> I think somebody might get angry if we if we publish that uh, interview yeah. uh, before they make the announcements. So you know, it's normal at this point in the month. By now, it's the today is July the twelfth. Yeah. That we would have gotten a new version of desktop. Yeah, channel. yeah, and it's, we haven't. It's odd to me that we haven't, but you know, knowing that we have the business application summit at the end of the month, I, I kind of get the impression that maybe they're going to hold off. You know, maybe they have some really big stuff involved in that. I have not taken a look at my email, uh, so I, I can say with with uh, impunity. I'm going to use a big word. There's some really big stuff in there. <laughs> Is there? I was going to say I'm assuming there's some really big stuff in there because they they're really driving to this big summit thing. So definitely check that out. Keep an eye on John's Twitter. We'll definitely be posting to the blog during that week, yep. and it, it'll be really good to uh, to hear all of that stuff. So with that said, we have some news. There is some stuff. Bit. That's yep. that's out there that we want to surface, um, and let's start with the MSR open data. Um, this was highlighted to us by a dear friend, uh, Seb Matthews. Yeah, just this uh, morning. <laughs> this is some cool stuff. You and I started digging through this mm -hmm. this morning. This is the Microsoft Research Open Data. And Microsoft made this announcement on their blog. They made it on June 21st, and we kind of missed the announcement. But this is really cool stuff. This is data sets by Microsoft Research that are now available in the cloud. Yeah. And they have highlighted, it looks like there are 15 categories that are future data sets. Anything from earth sciences to healthcare to physics and urban informatics, astronomy, chemistry. Lots of really cool, massive data sets. The purpose of which, from our gleanings, are to back machine learning. Yeah, it, uh, but it's also kind of cool stuff for Power BI. Sure, it is. Of course, you know, any, anything, anytime you want to. So there's stuff like Connect gestures. So you know, you'd be able to report on you know how people gesture in front of Connect devices or did over the years. Basically, a whole pile of data that Microsoft has collected. They're making available to the world to do whatever they they will with. There's a lot of. Uh, Things like uh, language analysis that, that obviously power some of the other things that they're doing that you can now use to power your own machine learning models or, or, or just power by linguistic analysis, things like that. And it's interesting. 
you know, they're calling it the Open Data Initiative, and just you know, a bit a slight sidetrack. But there's another Open Data Initiative out there. It pertains mostly to governments. It's been around for years, and uh, the idea is to to make governments accountable to publish all of the data sources that they have, and they're typically in different formats. And that you'd get things like uh, uh, parking tickets that are written out, or uh, you know, locations of post office, or whatever that may be. Different municipalities. They all, everyone, of course, implements this differently to a different standard, but it's in that spirit, I think, that Microsoft is doing that. And I think that's phenomenal. I mean, that's a whole lot of intellectual property that they've gathered that they're just turning out to the world to uh, to do good things with is the idea. But it is all very data science isn't it? Yeah, so to that end, I just want to highlight one. In the computer science category, yep. uh, there is one that is the filling, in, filling <laughs> the blanks for Mad Libs. Yeah, I, what, what is a Mad Lib? So Mad Libs, John, you were a kid once. I know it was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you can but bite Mad me Libs now. are the yeah. <laughs> Mad Libs are the framework of a story that have specific blanks in them, and it says, you know, it would give you a blank and it say verb, and it give you a blank and say oh, wow. noun. And so they, they, it's this, it's these, uh, you know, they were great for car rides. We used to do them when I was a kid when we would take long car rides, and it's this booklet of you know these little stories and you you know you as the you would write down uh you would you would say to your brother or sister or partner whoever you know i need a noun i need a verb i need an adjective and you just fill them in they have no idea you're just giving them funny words you know and they have no idea the context and then you read the story with these funny words so this you know particular data set which is uh you know it contains 50 mad libs and it's got all of these words that you could, you know, fill in, and they provide words that were filled in by the Mechanical Turk wor- uh, workers alongside the Mechanical Turk funniness scores uh, for each of the filled in words, resulting in filled in Mad Libs as a whole. So it's it gives you the whole set of it gives you the Mad Lib, and I'm assuming this is put out by the company that does Mad Libs. Uh, gives you all of those plus all of the possible funny word context that you could have. Yep. So huge data set of just amusing words. I personally see lots of value in that in trying to go off and do all sorts of cool stuff when you're, you know, uh, a lorem ipsum type of a model, right. you know, making it some kind of a thing. Think of it that way. Or, so or, this or you is could, you could have a you could have a funny post to Facebook every morning without having to think about it. There you go. <laughs> with flow. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So there's there's lots of, of cool stuff that can be done with all of these things. That's just one that has lots of data to it. And you know there there are others. That one is actually kind of small. It's only twenty eight meg, but the figures QA is you know six gig. There's lots of stuff in here. Uh, we're taking a look at the dual word embeddings trained on Bing queries is is just over ten gig. So massive data sets yep. here that you can take and and utilize when you're populating an ML model and all sorts of really neat stuff. But also be able to take some of this data populate some Power BI models with it as you start to go in and start, you know, trying to Q&A and things like that. And if, so you're, good, if you're good with R, you could use that to, you know, do some predictive stuff in your Power BI stuff, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm not very good with R, but well, I, I, can, I, I can spell it. You are no pirate, my friend. <laughs> Arr. Arr. Anyway, so there's one. Let's talk about the other piece of news, and then we'll get to your uh, your second bullet point here. My little soapbox, yeah. Yes. So there was an update that was published, and amusingly enough, the developer update for Community June 
actually came out July 2nd. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there are a couple of points in here that are worth noting. We're going to highlight a couple things. Setting slicer values through the JavaScript API yeah. is, uh, is the first point in here. That's a nice ability. I mean, up until now, you could uh, you could fill out uh, filter values through the through the API, but you couldn't set a value of a slicer. And you know, I, I think this goes along with the storytelling capabilities in Power BI, the ability to have bookmarks, uh, things like that. So now you, now you could have your app application basically powering a slicer that's on a Power BI report. So you can have that slicer, then you can have your application interact with it however you wanted to. Yeah. The second thing in here is the use of themes and embedded dashboards. This is really nice for from a developer perspective when, when you are developing embedded dashboards. Yep. They're going to go into your app, being able to set the theme instead of it just being the blank white background. You know, we've got themings over the uh, theming over the past couple of months yep. in Power BI. This allows us to pass that theming into the through embedded, to the yeah. embedded. So, and it is set through the Power BI portal. It's also important from a branding standpoint, right? If you're rolling out applications that are going to be branded to either your brand or a customer's brand, however that is, this is an easy way to have that now become consistent from your application now throughout the through the, all the uh, Power BI embedded reports. So that's a nice nice improvement as well. Yeah, interactive feature showcase section added to the playground tool. I have not messed with the playground tool at all, John. Have you? No, I haven't. So I don't really have much to say about it. <laughs> yeah, not much to say about this. There's a dynamic report layout in the showcase. There's a capture and share bookmarks in the showcase. But haven't gotten around to playing with the Power BI embedded playground yet. Definitely worth checking out. I think these are samples yep. more than anything else, just from from the the glean that I've gotten off of it. The samples, I the from my experience. If that's what they're they are talking about, the samples are good. It's a good way to get up get up and running with uh, with the Power BI embedded. So yeah, definitely take a look. Yeah, they have the uh, some new REST API documentation, which it's always nice when they document stuff, John. It's always nice, and it's not always the case. <laughs> Indeed. We're going to skip over the next one and jump straight to the report themes for custom visuals. Now your custom visuals support a report themes. So all of that comes through, which is really nice. More on theming, yeah, obviously. And in, in, yeah. again, in the embedded data uh, models. Yes. That's been the case for a while in, uh, in the service. So we harped quite a bit on the Power BI workspace <laughs> collections being deprecated. We did! At the end of June. It was supposed to happen on June 30th. But as we had mentioned, we were wondering whether it was going to happen on June 30th or if it was going to happen a little bit later with end of fiscal and the looming 4th of July holiday. Microsoft, you know, being as reasonable as lately they have been, I was wondering if that was going to happen that way or not. You could also describe that behavior as wishy-washy. Uh, you know, but I don't want to do that because we like Megan. We do. And this is her baby. We do. And she, she had given us an, a clue back in March that, you know, we really want people to get off of it, but we can't do that to people just before 4th of July holiday. That A lot of uh, a manufacturing company I just visited, they had shut down for the week of 4th of July. So the, bleeding up to that didn't seem right. They, they, um, they had a year ahead of that, by the way. You know, but still, man, there's people don't, Listen, I, so, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah. but so they, they they have said in this article that they had announced back in May of 2017. They did that this was going away. So a full year and a month in advance, this would no longer be available. They stopped creation of them a while back. This was right. get off of it, hurry up and get yeah. off of it. If you haven't gotten off of it, 
get off of it. You, you get off of it, man. This is you're 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 overdue. I'm not sure so. that they haven't been turned off. I I've got no way to really verify that. We moved our um, system off a couple of months ago, having some different issues with that. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. But we moved off a couple of months ago, so I got no real way to test it. I haven't heard anybody scream. And if you read, you know, the language in that uh, in the uh, in the developer update for the end of June, they're speaking in the future tense still. Uh, it came out in July. So yeah. I'm going to glean that it hasn't actually been shut off yet, but they re- they're they reserving the right to turn it off at any point in time. Yeah, so with that said, if you're still on it, get off of get it. Off Power, it. Go get, get on Power BI Embedded. That's the way to go. Yep. Make sure you're there. That's really all we have in, from a news perspective, John. Yeah, I mean, apart from the on-premises data gateway, right? I mean, it's, it's, oh, but that's you know. But it's was all, there was was there a drop of that? Because that used to be something we'd have to spend hours talking about, debugging, trying out, exactly. doing a lot of stuff with. It, it just happens now, and it, it really the happens. only the only real news about the new uh, gateway update is that it's supporting the new um, any any new Power Query is being rolled into the the gateway, so it obviously properly supports any of the models that you build with the new desktop, or in, the, in this case, the June desktop. So yeah, but it's not really newsworthy, but that, that in itself is kind of newsworthy, right? We've gotten to a point where it's so, it just happens. Yeah. The only note that they make in here that's sort of buried in the middle of the article mm-hmm. is that there's some beta connectors that are still not supported by right. the gateway. There's some specific documentation to that. So if you're if you've rolled out the new gateway and you're trying to use one of these beta connectors, it might not go work. take a look and see if it's not supported because you may be running into that. But the cool thing is, is that you know for years, John, you and I would you know harp on how bad the gateway was back <laughs> in V2. Mm-hmm. We're now in V4. It's great. And it's it's just a thing that just sort of happens. At some point, they're just going to make it a part of the Windows Update service that can just get updated. I think, I, at least I hope. Man, that would be pretty nice if uh, if that were the case, where it just oh, I recognize that you have this, so I'm just going to update it for you. It's like an app automatically gets done, and then we won't even be thinking about it anymore. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's still important too. I'll give you an example why it's important. You know my shark attack report, right? Yes, I do know your shark attack report. It's an anonymous. It's report. anonymously published. Yes, it's, you, you, you know we know that anonymously publishing Power BI reports is a great thing to do. Always within the, no, it's not a great thing to do within your organization, but it's okay. It's good. Kill you. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good thing with public data, and so the shark attack data I work with is public data. The source for that data is literally an XLS file. Comes from a website, the Global Shark Attack file, and I have to download that on a nightly basis, literally to a workstation here. I tried the other day, just just uh, for for uh, for grins. I'd, I'd done it a certain way years ago, and it's just kind of always worked that way. I thought, hey, why don't I just have it automatically put into OneDrive, and I'll have the service update directly from OneDrive. Well, I set it all up, got the query working, everything looked great. I published it out to uh, Power BI Service. I set up the refresh, and the refresh gets an error. Do you know what the refresh error is? No, John, what's the refresh error? The ACE engine, the Access Data Engine version 12 is not installed on this machine. You get that error in the service. It doesn't support XLS files. In order to refresh from an XLS file, if you want to have it pulled directly from OneDrive, this is this is a, a data model that's built with Power BI Desktop, right? Yeah. Uh, in order to have refresh it from an XLS file, you're going to have to pull it from a local drive somewhere and use the gateway to do it. 
And the gateway will support that because you've got that driver installed on your machine. So there you go. There's a there's a perfect example of a weird case, but uh, I'd love to see I'd love to see XLS files supported in the service. There is a user voice thing on it. Go vote for it. All of that stuff. But uh, it's just one case. It's interesting. I, yeah, it's just something I ran into last week when I was when I was fiddling around with uh with it that I thought it were worth doing. I, I kind of wanted to turn off the desktop on my machine, but don't can't do that yet. Oh, you know. Uh, that sort of leads us into the next piece of a topic. It does here, John, actually, yeah. Power BI desktop versus Power BI service, man. Yeah, so this is something I've been wanting to bring up for a little while, kind of waiting for Slow News Week, and here we have it. We, I still see out there a fair bit of confusion about what Power BI desktop is versus what the what Power BI is. I think an awful lot of people come at this. Expect well, it's called desktop, you know. So that's the the version. If I want, I could run it in the web and in, in, uh, in web, and I, if, I just use desktop if I just want to run it locally, which of course is not the case, right? This is yet another case of Microsoft adopting a name that isn't necessarily appropriate for the product itself, in my opinion, at the very least. It's called Power BI Desktop. It really should be called, I think, Power BI Designer. Would you agree? I would definitely agree. And the the downside of that, and you and I have talked about this, yeah is that you can design in the service sort of but you know it's it, it, what we what we've gone back and forth on is that we can call this the model the power bi model designer yep that's that's pretty good but, and report designer but yeah I and mean, cuz you but you can re, you can design reports in the cloud yes power bi report builder would be a great name for this right we already have a report builder in SSRS, so you'd have the SSRS report builder, the Power BI report builder. Maybe someday they'd be the same product. I'm not saying anything there. <laughs> and, yeah. and neither is Microsoft, by the way. They haven't. I just am wishing. But uh, yeah. Yeah, desktop Desktop is definitely an odd name for it. I Granted, it's installed on a desktop. Yes, it is. But when, when we do our workshops and, and we talk about this, the difference between the service and the desktop with the service, you can design reports, but you can't do anything to edit model. Right. Edit the model. That's There's right. nothing you can do. You can't change. You can't do anything with queries. Nothing like that. Yeah. All of that's done. Power BI Desktop. That's right. The designer term. Yeah. You know, the the only concern I have about that, John, and we we've talked about this at length, is you can design reports up in the cloud, and I think that Microsoft still wants people to consider doing that. I would personally would be great with it if that functionality actually went away in the cloud and the only way to design reports was through the desktop side of it. But you know, that's just me. I think it's going the other direction, obviously, with that with the uh, you know, common data service for analytics. What you're starting to see, so right now you can you can essentially build a report in the cloud. Absolutely, what you cannot do in the cloud is to build any kind of Power Query f- functionality, and you can't do any DAX modeling. Right? Um, th- those are you know the two pieces: the ETL part and then the data modeling part of it. With CDSA, you're going to be able to do an awful lot of the ETL part of it. You're, you're going to be able to start getting at different data sources directly from the browser, building out these data models for your analytics projects. You'll still be able to report on them, but that middle that that DAX side still isn't going to be available in the cloud. So it's going to get even probably a little bit more confusing as to what, what's appropriate. Um, desktop, of course, doesn't include things that the service has. The service doesn't include some of the things that the that, that desktop has. They're meant to work together. They're really, and I think at the end of the day, the service is meant to be for consumers 
and desktop is meant to be for uh, for de- uh, designers, uh, for for builders. You know, the people are the analysts essentially, the people who would in the in old days they they do VLOOKUP in Excel. That's those are the people who should be using desktop. They're meant they they're meant to build these data models and reports to deploy out to users, and then there's some light report editing. I know the the reporting uh, editing in the service is actually full featured. It, it, you can do anything pretty well you want from a visual standpoint on a report uh, so that the you know power users that uh, who are consuming this can can customize but they're not meant to really do any heavy model editing um, and that's really the best way to think about these products I don't know how we get the message out without you know renaming the product frankly because your default is always going to be to think ah oh, desktop that's the that's power bi that, that I can install on my local machine mm-hmm. I think yep <laughs> <laughs> And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> well, that's my soapbox. So there you are. It is. You know, my, mine's anonymous. Yours is this. That's so, right. You know, we we'll, we will continue to uh, berate each other for our for our soapboxes, and and it just it helps us to sharpen our, uh, our our statements on the topic. I do agree with you. It is it is a confusing point for people. Yeah. That would be nice if they made changes to. However. Little bit of us having to explain stuff gives us a reason to have a podcast. That's that's so. absolutely right. That's <laughs> absolutely right. There is a reason. If this stuff was easy, anybody could do it, right? This is very true, sir. Well, I think we are getting close to the end of our time we together are. today, John. But, you know, man, we have so much coming up. We're going to be doing some stuff separately mm-hmm. for a little bit here. You're going to be at the Business Application Summit yep. uh, July 22nd to 24th. I'm going to be at Inspire and Ready uh, next week. Yep. And then I'm going to SharePoint Saturday in New York on uh, July 28th. I'll be sitting by the get, pool that day, by the way. I'm very envious. I know you, uh, you're you having a shindig that I don't get to come to. I'm sorry. Uh, simply because of timing. <laughs> yes, I know. I tried to figure out how to get there, but my boss said, no, I need you to go someplace else to go play golf on Sunday. Oh, okay. Well, it's a very weird thing to be instructed to go play golf. Yep. But, you know, one of our partners is a PGA Tour sponsor, stop sponsor, and they asked us to come. So I'm going to go hack at some grass and uh, drink a beer in, in a field. So it's going to be fun. Speaking of weird travel, it's, it's, it's a tangent, but I was, uh, I was speaking with our friend uh, Heather Newman the other day about doing some um, just analytics around. She's doing SharePoint Saturday Los Angeles. So I'm going to put Tigraph mm-hmm. for Twitter on there. And in nice. conjunction, they're doing uh, Charlotte, SharePoint Saturday Charlotte. It's on August the 11th. Mm-hmm. And our, uh, another friend of ours, Brian Alderman, is going to be doing the keynote at SharePoint Saturday. I think it's the keynote at SharePoint uh, Saturday Charlotte. And then he's getting on a plane to fly to LA and he plans on being in the Ask the Expert sessions at the end of the day. So he's pulling a Phil Collins. <laughs> uh, he's pulling a Fabian Williams. No, actually. Fabian's done that too? Fabian has done that before. That is uh, that is something that has happened. <laughs> a SharePoint Saturday in New York and I, I don't remember where the other one was but he made both of them which was just insane. So I'm, I'm looking at doing some fun reporting for Brian on his, on his way there so he can present it when he gets there. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. We have uh, SharePoint Fest Seattle which yes. will be August 20th to 24th. Yep. We're doing our workshop, and then we both have lots of sessions yep. throughout the course of the week. The following week, I'm in Boston for SP TechCon, and then we're hopefully, hopefully we'll find out something about Ignite this week. Yes, 
today. And we're due to hear. Yeah. Oh, is it today? I believe that so, would be yeah. very nice. Yeah, yeah. So we may be able to make some announcements next week that either we'll be there or we won't. <laughs> uh, we're hoping that, to get to the show live from there. That's right. And then uh, you're going to be at European uh, SharePoint Conference in uh, European November. SharePoint Conference, and then the week after that, just because I'm in Europe, uh, the Thrive Conference in um, in Ljubljana, Sl- uh, Slovenia. Yeah, and I will be uh, in Chicago for SharePoint, for SharePoint Fest, Fest yeah, Chicago. Absolutely. But with that, man, I think we're going to go our different ways for a little bit, come back together, do our different things. But we're going to get some great interviews along the way. That's the plan. We're going to take the independent gear and start uh, interviewing people as we go. I think so. So we'll start back up with uh, interviews starting in August is our expectation. And uh, look forward to that. With that, John, have an awesome day, my friend. And I will look forward to talking to you next time. You too, man. See you next time. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bifocal Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or via your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter at Bifocal Show. The show notes for this and all of the Bifocal Podcasts can be found on the Bifocal.show blog. The music for the Bifocal Podcast is Indie Rock by Scott Holmes and is shared under Creative Commons.